Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. Very special man, wonderful rider, and a, a great, great career. David Yates is with me this morning to appreciate much about the sport of horse racing, and you don't have to reach too far into the trusty treasure troves of superlatives when you're talking about Richard Johnson, Dave. You really don't. Um, the next time you're discussing sport with somebody and there's a, a player who's overstepped the mark and someone offers, oh, well, I suppose you have to be a bit like that, a bit of a so-and-so, I mean, to succeed in sport these days. Remind them of Richard Johnson, a guy who rode 3,824 winners, 23 of those, I think, at the Cheltenham Festival, two gold cups, four jockeys' championships, 16 seconds behind Sir A.P. McCoy, I'm sorry to throw that in, and was consistently the most polite, modest, cheery person you could ever wish to meet. Um, we were very lucky to do a column with Dickie Johnson for two years in the mirror mm -hmm. uh, from November to April. Just the, the easiest bloke to deal with. No side to him, no, no snarling, no temper tantrums, nothing at all. And social media is a nest of vipers. We know that, that it's very, very rare uh, that when any person who's in the public eye is, comes up for discussion that there is unanimity, unanimity about what a tremendous person we're dealing with. But with Richard Johnson, it's just been an absolute... Uh, it's been a pleasure to deal with him. And it was... Uh, it, the fact that he should retire at Newton Abbott after six winnerless rides, sort of sums, sums up that modest nature, doesn't it? Mm. He could have gone out on a big triumph and said, right, that's it, you know, and that's not to criticise those who do, but it, it, it was just, just summed him up. The way that he ended his career was like, you know, it's no big deal, folks. Well, 
Believe me, it really is and was a big deal. What a pleasure to deal with him. I'll just say one thing before we go on, and that's before he got his first jockey's title in April 2016, um, British Horse Racing had a, a, a bit of a, a drinks do uh, before Sandown. I think it was the, during that week. And I met Richard's parents, and it was amazing that the number of journalists who said to them, what an absolute pleasure it is to deal with your son mm. at the races. And it, he says, I salute you all. Well, we'll salute you too, because you, you've brought, you, you've, the way that you've conducted yourself over a quarter of a century has just been to the, the, entirely to the benefit of the sport. Well, he's listening to you now, because uh, I'm delighted to say that he joins me. Dickie Johnson, good morning. Good morning. How how are you feeling this morning with a with a night to to digest the news that you you shocked us with or shocked me with uh, last night at Newton Abbott? Um, um, I, I, I'm not really quite sure to be honest, but it was just um, in my own mind, I suppose building up a Cheltenham. You know, I made a decision, and yeah, I mean, we we, we I had a, sort of a, I think after I rode Nate River at Sandown when he won, I sort of had that sort of dream that if, if, if you know I thought he could um you know had every chance in the gold cup again and look he ran really well and I th obviously that would have been the dream to sort of win the gold cup and go out which which would have been sort of a, a you know way I could have could have done it um and obviously that didn't happen and time hill unfortunately um got an injury as well so 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 we just I just felt that I I I didn't want to do it at Cheltenham if I hadn't ridden a winner because whoever you know won the gold cup that that was their day um and, and yeah, it was. Um, we, we sort of tried to do it at Newbury last week. Um, if Kaluki had maybe won the handicap chase and he didn't, um, and then last week we, we I spoke to Philip and, and obviously Dave Roberts and and you know with with Fiona we we just decided that you know Newton Abbott was, um, you know all the small tracks are probably almost more important to me than some of the big tracks because you know they're where I started and you know they they've given me so much as well. So um, it, it was. Yeah, you know, for me it was the right time, and um, yeah, it was quite it was quite an emotional 10, 15 minutes when it happened, just because you, you know, it, you know, for the last twenty five years, well, twenty seven years, um, racing has been, you know, everything to me, and um, and it's given me so much. So um, um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's just it, it was the right time for me, and um, and yeah, sort of waking up this morning, I'm you know very very happy with the decision, and. Um, yeah, I'm amazingly um, uh, taken. Yeah, the messages. I haven't even had a chance to read most of the messages yet. Or, um, you know, people have been very, very kind and and like I say, even just <laughs> listening to, to you all. Then, you know, it's um, yeah. To be like, sometimes to pinch myself, I don't really can't quite believe you, you know the, the career I've had and you know how lucky I've been. And you know, it was um, almost a dream just to be a, to ride a winner. Um, to start with, and, and you know, I, I can't quite believe how lucky I've been to, yeah, have have the you know the, the chance to, to do what I've loved doing for so long. Uh, I I sort of believed, and I, and I I spoke to you earlier in the in the season, and I I certainly wasn't trying to to lead the witness in any way, but I was wondering when when the end of your riding career might be. And by the time I'd finished the conversation with you, I was fully convinced that you would in fact go on forever. 
I, I was I was completely convinced that you had absolutely no thoughts of of calling it a day. Was it what some jockeys talk about a moment when they wake up and go, it's just not there anymore. That drive to go to the races just isn't has just deserted me all of a sudden. Was it a sudden thing with you or not? No, I don't think so. I think um, yeah, just just unfortunately, I kind of hope you're realistic enough to know that I, I, you know, I, I couldn't do it forever. Um, and I think it was just for me, it just as things sort of turned out. It became the right time. Um, you know, it, it was, you know, I was obviously frustrated and disappointed not to be sort of in contention, you know, with Brian Hughes and, and Harry Skelton and, and Harry Cobden for the, the jockey's title this year. And and that's not, a, again, a reason. It just, you know, it's just as it happened. Um, and also, you know, unfortunately, I'm 43 now and my body does ache a bit more than it, than it used to. And um, you know, I think it just all felt the right thing to do. And, and also, you know, Fiona and the children, you know, and, and my parents are starting off, but, they, you know, Fiona and the children have, have given up so much for me to do, um, you know, what what I, my passion or and what I love doing. Um, you know, they don't get to see me very often. And, um, you know, I feel that, you know, it's, yeah, it's time time for me to have a, a slight change of daily routine. And, and, and hopefully, you know, I'm looking forward to that as well. So it's, it's it's all positive. There's no there's no negative or no um, hopefully um, you know downside to this. It's just I want to you know I've had such a fantastic career and I want to celebrate it and and um, almost yeah move on to the next chapter and, and and still hopefully be really involved in in racing and you know I've got so many friends um, you know whether it's jockeys trainers owners um, people in the media do you mean and and generally you know, just race goers that say hello to you and and uh, you know it, it's the whole the whole package has been um, you know for me absolutely fantastic and I, I just feel very lucky to actually have, have yeah you know had what I've had and yeah but for me it, it was it was the right time the only the only slight um my brother-in-law retired on the same day and I probably um yeah probably <laughs> took, took 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 away slightly from that as well we ended up um yeah as it's strangely um just did it on the same day so um but again, for me, it was the right time, and, and actually Newton Abbott, um, you know, it felt the, the right place as well. So it's just something in your in your heart and your gut. You all felt it, it. It was the right decision, and and no no regrets about about not going to Aintree next week and 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 having one last stab at the Grand National. I think I think I think I've had that many stabs. I think there's <laughs> holes in the Grand National for me. <laughs> um, but no, look, I, I've I sort of made a decision running up to Cheltenham and. Um, yeah, between Fiona and Dave Roberts and um, Philip Hobbs and Henry Daly, we, we I, I spoke to, they were the key people I, I wanted to make sure knew sort of what was what was going on. And, um, you know, I felt that, yeah, that, that was, once I made that decision, you know, over the last sort of fortnight, you, you know, we would, we, would, yeah. we would sort of get it done. We just, it, yeah, obviously it, it sort of, um, it, it was not quite, it wasn't easy to find the right day, but it was just, you know, Philip, had, had some nice rides down at Newton Abbey yesterday, and yes, it would have been lovely to have a winner and and probably bow it that way. But again, actually, it was just lovely to. I, I was, you know, and, and, and I feel slightly um, uh, bad for Rob Stevens. I, I, you know, when I sort of didn't, I got off his horse in the last race because I, I wanted to. My, I wanted my last ride to be for Philip because, again, you know, he's been a huge part of my career. Um, you know, to have someone behind you that. Um, literally you know backs you 100 um and you know 
takes everything in his stride and, and, and never tries to sort of throw blame any, anywhere. Um, you know, it, it's you know, to have someone like him behind me was has been a huge point in my or part of my career, and, and so that was quite that was the only I think important thing for me was to yeah definitely finish on one of Phillips. Why do you two get on so well? And have you ever had a crossword? Uh, no, I. Well, you'd better ask Philip later, but I, I don't think so. Um, I think I think we look like everybody. We we all want winners. We all want to do well. But I think you know Philip's very level-headed, and that probably yeah, probably I'm sure actually when I was younger I probably wasn't so level-headed. But hopefully, I think Philip probably you know rubbed off on me really because I think we 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 work together well. But he's very calm and and you know he he's you know delighted to have a winner at Newton Abbott or you know obviously delighted to have a winner at Cheltenham Festival but he, at the same time he doesn't get over the top but he doesn't also get very down or very frustrated when it when it some you know sometimes things go wrong or you know things things aren't quite working in the right way um and I think that that's a huge huge help to me um and has been again over my career because it's kept me sort of hopefully sort of quite level-headed as well and you know even, even when I speak to him on the way home he can almost even when I'm very frustrated you know by the time I finish the conversation he's put it into perspective and, and then we're almost looking forward to the next day. I mean you talk about the fact that you you might get frustrated but you very very rarely would show it on a race course and certainly we wouldn't see it. You're, one of the things that you know Dave was talking about earlier and everyone said is how even your temperament seemed to be and you had the perfect temperament for the job but you can't you you simply can't be that nice to be a top class sportsman can you in there there's got to be some real steel um yeah i'd like to think that i well i, I definitely have always been very determined but i think you know I, I've, I've tried to you know always oh yeah, do my best i can and, and i think as long as i know i'm doing my best then then do, do you mean I, I obviously i can't do a lot more but i think as as well it's um I'm not quite sure how the Henry Daly joked with me last night on the phone that um, I had one moment of madness at Hereford many years ago when I was riding for the Plumleys for him um, on, a, on a very nice horse that had already won a bumper and then was running a novice hurdle and I'd obviously had a bad day or something had obviously upset me through the day and I got off and I wasn't very polite um, to Mr. and Mrs. Plumley and, and you know, they're fantastic owners and lovely people and I'd... Um, I, I don't know. I just, I just literally lost, lost my temper or lost, lost my cool. And I walked in, and I, I even a minute later, I was like, "What have I just said?" And you know, they joke about it now, but um, yeah, it, it was. A, but it was a good lesson for me that you know, I, I never rode that horse again, and quite rightly so. And I think that you know, there's, there's, there's you know, things you learn as you as you grow up. Um, but yeah, luckily enough, I've you know had a had you know good people to sort of around me. Um, to sort of guide me in the right direction as well, and, and hopefully that that all helps. Could you ever remember wanting to do anything else other than be a jockey? No, I think I think I think even when I was very small, it was be a jockey or be a farmer. And I thought farming looked quite hard work when I was, you know, growing up at home. So um, so I thought this being a jockey looks much more fun. You gallop around on a horse every day, and um, yeah. So, so so you know that that was that was the basics of my um, decision to want to be a jockey. Um, but again, it. it, it you know, I had, I had, you know, growing up with with ponies and, and everything on the farm. It's, I was very very fortunate to have, you know, that sort of 
um, start in life. And, and, you know, when I went to David Nicholson's, I went when I was still at school for a couple of weeks, something the holidays, um, to see see whether I did like it or not. And um, again, you know, everybody at the Dukes at that time, you know, was very good to me. And, and you know, I've still got so many friends that even from even when I started, you know, going there in, in my school holidays. So it's, um, I, I seem to have had a, a very easy sort of road to to what, you know, to what's been my career. So I I, I really, all I want to do is say thank you to everybody that sort of supported me through along the way. I, I wanted to talk a little bit um, towards the end about about your your relationship with with AP McCoy and particularly that season after he'd retired. And there you are. You're expected now to be to be champion jockey. I'd love to know exactly how you were feeling in those first couple of months after he retired, and, and in a sense, if that was difficult for you. Um, I think. I remember when he announced it at Newbury, I was off, I say I was shocked, but I, I sort of, you know, he, he sort of mentioned to me that I'm not sure I believed him because I thought oh, he'll never retire. But um, <laughs> it was then the shock. But then, yeah, I think it was until at Sandown when he did retire, I think, yeah, there was parts of me thinking, God, if I, if I, this is my big chance if, as, as such. But I think, God, if, I, if, I, if I'm not champion this year, it, I'll be a bit of a letdown, really. Um, but, 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 yeah, you know, he, that, that following season, Again, you know, the support I had from owners, trainers, even every day I went racing. Do you mean there was people, you know, even in the summer at Stratford and Worcester to, you know, at Perth at the end of the season? It was, it was, it, it was, you know, that that definitely, um, uh, yeah, touched me that, you know, the people that almost were willing me to, you know, to, to do that. And in terms of, stealing yourself in that period to kind of to, to, to keep to keep driving essentially if you, you haven't got that that target of McCoy to aim at to motivate yourself was that harder without him in a way I think it wasn't definitely wasn't harder because it just like you know Dave Roberts as well you know he, he's you know through my, my whole career he's, he's been there and obviously he was you know also AP's agent and everyone couldn't understand how we could have the same agent because they thought it was like a conflict of interest but you know, when you, you we rode for different people, and and you know, it it, it well, it did work anyway. And, and and you know, he he's been hugely, you know, part of the reason my sort of I think consistency as well through the years. But at the same time, you know, I think Dave Dave was as, as driven as I was. He he was almost determined to to make sure we um we we got it done. And and like you say, it just it sort of I think as well success breeds success. And like I, I remember that season, we just started off. On, and we got on a roll, and it just seemed to, um, I th- in a weird way, the season flew by because we, you know, again, I was very lucky. I avoided any injuries that year. We, I don't think I got any suspensions. It just seemed to everything fell into place, and um, like I say, it almost felt like people were. Everybody seemed to have my sort of best interests at heart, which, which again, it was, um, you know, very, very touching that that people actually almost wanted me to do well which I, I was yeah you know it, it, it um, you know I think sometimes in, in sport or any, well, any industry mm-hmm. everyone thinks of it, it's a very one-sided thing for each, each everyone individuals on their own but especially that year I just felt that everybody was sort of on my team and a lot of people have been on your team ever since a lot of people were on your team before then as well for, for all the reasons that Dave said 
at the beginning of the programme, you're obviously going to be around the house a bit more now, um, Dickie. Or maybe you're not. What? What? What's the plan? Um, I think, it, yeah, well, I'll definitely be at home more. And, um, yeah, we got, I think Fiona deserves a bit more, a bit more support, at, you know, at home. But, um, you know, with three children, it's, uh, yeah, it's always a busy house. But, again, I'm, I'm very, very lucky I'm home at sort of the family farm and, and I'll definitely be more, much more involved with that, hopefully. Um, I've, I've got to go back to school probably to learn, 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 learn what to do. But, um, but yeah, you know, we've, we've um, you know, we've got, we've got a, we've been breeding horses here as well for, for sort of eight to ten years now as well. So we've got plenty of young horses around and there's lots to do with them. Um, and I think... You know, when, when I, you know, people always say, oh, "What are you going to do when you retire?" But I, I've never really wanted to be a trainer. I love the horses, but um, I think I've seen how hard it is as well for, for everybody else. So um, I think I'd, I'll skip that one. But um, I think I think it's just now waiting to see perhaps what's, you know, what other options are out there and and, and what what we can do and what we can be involved it with. Um, you know, I, I've had you know so much well fun and, and success with with racing. I, I I'd never want to not be involved. Um, and just yeah, see how you know, see what comes up, I suppose. But yeah, I, I definitely won't be short of things to do at home with the family and, and the farm and the horses. So uh, you know, there, there's um, plenty to do already. I need, I need, actually need to go out and um, put the mares and foals out in the field now. <laughs> if if there's a 15, 16 year old boy or girl watching this program now and looking at um, evergreen Richard Johnson bringing a glorious career to a to a, a surprise end. What what advice would you give them? I think the most important thing is you've got to be around good people. Um, you know, I was very very lucky. You know, to starting off with with David Nicholson. Um, first of all, Jimmy, you know, I think yeah, that that was my first. Well, mum and dad's first good move for me because I, I yeah I went there and I think if you if you if you if you work for the good people and, and you're surrounded by good people, you know, and you work hard, you know, there's no no reason why. Everybody can't, you know, have, you know, hopefully the, the career they dream of. But it's again, you, you, the most important thing is you enjoy what you do. I think you know, that's been the huge reason that, you know, I've probably had the longevity that I have. I've actually, you know, again, been surrounded by great people, but it, you know, really enjoyed day to day life, um, and I, I feel very, very grateful for that. Richard, congratulations! It's Dave here uh, on a. Well, wonderful career. What do those gold letters say behind you? Oh gosh, <laughs> I got home last night and the children have been um, busy putting things up. Uh, we are so proud of you. So it's quite nice to hear because I'm not sure they say that very often. So, uh, um, but yeah, so it's um, yeah. I think Fiona and the kids were um, uh, busy. Um, it, the only good thing about lockdown is probably if otherwise I'd have come home to a sort of yeah maybe a, a huge number of people as well. So it was at least it wasn't too. Uh, too crazy last night, and I think we can. Yeah, hopefully, I'm sure in the summer we'll we'll you know we'll start to enjoy, um, yeah, catching up with everybody. And, and you know, there's there's so many people that I you know I need to thank and I need to, um, you know, get in touch with. But um, like I say, it's it's been very overwhelming for you know for the last last sort of twelve hours. But um, yeah, it's um, look, it's just it's just been an amazing sort of. I think it it was almost yeah the way the way I was delighted to go out and, and I drove back home on my own last night um, and it yeah the, the phone never stopped beeping and buzzing and and yeah that you know that in itself is was yeah it's just a lovely feeling that, that people you know are sort of 
not happy to see me go, but um, you know, it gave, gave me the you know the right, the right sort of message that you know that they were ple pleased that, that um, I finished in one piece, and and I think my mum, mum and dad are probably um, yeah, my mum now can probably watch racing. I don't think she's ever watched racing for the last twenty seven years, so uh, she can probably <laughs> enjoy watching racing again now. They should be very proud, and so should you. Well done. Thank you very much, Dave. Um, I echo all of all of Dave's thoughts. Um, been an absolute pleasure to deal with, and I hope we, I hope we carry on having having plenty to to say to to Richard Johnson as a as a breeder and a commentator and and whatever else the future holds. Um, Dickie, don't go away and and do stay watching, because we've been in touch with uh, a few of your your colleagues over the years, and this is what they've had to say. Congratulations on a fantastic career and well done for getting out in one piece. Thank you very much for all the memories and thank you very much for all the help along the way. Enjoy your retirement and best of luck in the next chapter. Richard Johnson, uh, absolute gentleman. Uh, <clears throat> lucky to work with him for a number of years and I always looked up to him. A role model to everyone, just the way he conducted himself in the wear room, conducted himself in a race. He was just the cleanest rider but yet the hardest man to beat. From the back of the last, he was him and Tony McCoy. If they landed beside you, you were in big trouble. Um, but it's quite sad. It's always sad. It's the end of an era. Dickie, you've been an absolute legend. You will be sadly missed. And I wish you and all your family the very best. Thank you. Dickie, I wish you all the best in your retirement. You've deserved it. You've had a fantastic career and you should be very proud of what you've achieved. And I wish you all the best. Congratulations on your retirement, Richard. A fantastic career. The ultimate professional. It was a, it was a pleasure to be sat next to you for so many years. Um, pity we couldn't send you out on a winner on your last day. I hope that wasn't the reason why you retired riding a couple of our horses. But um, look, I hope you have a great um, retirement and I'm sure we'll see you before too long. Wishing Richard Johnson the best of luck in his next chapter. He's had an incredible career and he's been a role model to us all um, and he's been a pleasure to work alongside him and um, for such a long time with the Philip Hobbs team. Um, happy retirement, champ. Hey Dickie, I just want to say congratulations. I'm sure the decision you made yesterday wasn't one that you took lightly. I know it wasn't because we all have to make it at some stage. But I must say I've admired you all your career. Your commitment, your dedication, the hunger, your attitude to work, your... Uh, <laughs> acceptance of pain but the way you did it your manner your personality you've without doubt been a role model for all of us and i wish you the very best of luck in the future and i'm sure this morning you have a very happy wife and three very proud children best of luck dickie it's been an honor and a pleasure um to have sat next to you and competed with you for so many years now um you've been a fantastic ambassador for the sport and nobody um, could have done any more than what you've done and achieved over the years, both in and out of the saddle. You're an inspiration to everybody. Um, you're one of the kindest, toughest people that's ever been the pleasure of knowing. And um, I hope you have a long and happy retirement and that Fee and the kids get to see a little bit more of you. Take care. Hi, Dickler. Hutch here. Just wanted to wish you and the family all the best for the future. And congratulations on a fantastic career in the saddle. I, for one, was a huge admirer of you um, in the saddle, but most of all, out of the saddle as a person. All the best, mate. Take care. Hi, Dickie. Just want to congratulate you on the most amazing career. I have to admit, 
this is about the 25th time that I've tried to do this video with getting a little bit emotional, trying to find the words that can do you justice. It's not possible. You're a brilliant person. You are the most professional, professional jockey in every way. You were the ultimate competitor, uh, a great person to be in the weigh room every day, a very fair person, uh, and someone that was always kind and helpful to everyone. Uh, I would like to thank you for everything that you did for horse racing. I'm not going to thank you for everything you did for me because for 20 years I had nightmares about you because I knew that I had the most difficult job trying to compete every day with you. You had a great talent, but you had an even greater work ethic. And that's something you can be very, very proud of. I would like to give you a little bit of advice in retirement, but I'm probably not the person because uh, it's a very hard thing to try and ever replace uh, something that you're gonna have to try and do because you're a worker. You've got the best out of your career. You've got everything out of your career. You're very lucky that you will have no regrets and you couldn't have done any better. So all I can say is look back and try and enjoy it um, the next few days and then just try and move forward. But congratulations and from everyone, thanks a million. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti at Cruel Dubai.